Welcome back to WRAM. It's time for our Monmouth McDonald's Coach's Corner. And since it's Tuesday morning, we're speaking with Abingdon Avon Tornado football head coach, Rick Quinn. Coach, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me again this week. You bet. Uh, another nice game for the Tornadoes on Friday night as they uh, kind of begin their, their uh, run through the Lincoln Trail Conference. Uh, I guess the Sark County Ball Club that was uh, coming in after a good week one win was feeling good about themselves, and Tornadoes put a 44-9 to uh, uh, victory on the Stark County Rebels. Kind of take us through the game a little bit. Yeah, I thought we played really well. Um, we started off 80-yard uh, drive on four plays, um, mixing up the run in the pass, uh, and it finished with a 30-yard uh, touchdown pass, I believe, to Clay Slagle uh, on a post route off a of fake smoke, and Easton did a great job reading the safety and, and hit him in stride for an easy touchdown. Um then our defense came out the next two drives, forced them to punt three and out. Uh, we left some points on the field. We felt like on those next two offensive drives ended an interception. Uh, just the ball was underthrown a little bit. Um, I think if you'd ask Easton, he'd tell you that you just didn't get enough on him. Um, but I thought that the one thing about those two drives that was really well is we were running the ball really well, which, which we talked about coming into this week. We needed to establish the run game and have a little bit more of an identity in the run game. And I thought our offensive line did a great job establishing the run game early on for us. Um, and uh, their third drive, they ended up kicking a 30-yard field goal, 32-yard field goal, something like that. And uh, from there, we scored on our remaining drives throughout the uh, game. Uh, so offensively, it was really balanced. We liked to get a lot of guys involved. Um, Easton had 120 yards rushing, 120 yards passing. Drake had... 96 yards rushing. Clay Slagle had, you know, 69 yards receiving. PD had four touches. Kellen Hook had two catches. Stoney had two catches. Uh, Tyler Condre had a couple runs. Uh, Leighton Damewood had some runs. Uh, I, I, we just, I mean, we like to spread the ball out as much as possible. Ronan Pompeo caught a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So as many guys as we can get involved, we feel much better. I thought our offensive line did a fabulous job for the first two and a half quarters. We had a couple drives in the third where we kind of, <clears throat> I don't want to say didn't execute, but I, I maybe just got a little comfortable with the situation. Uh, but defensively, I thought we played awesome. Um, Leighton Damewood wow. ha has uh, <laughs> made a huge sacrifice for us, and, and he moved to left guard. He volunteered to go to left guard, and he's kind of, set the offensive line up into a, a great position, and then he moved to nose guard on defense. And I think he's caused four fumbles in two weeks. Uh, he is just – he's a strong, fast kid, so he's getting off the ball, and, and he's doing a great job on the other team's center, which, you know, when you're, you're playing teams that are under center, running some double wing and stuff like that, if you can cause some penetration with the center – it, it can cause a lot of trouble, and then he's allowing the rest of the defense to fly the ball. So it's uh, the starting defenses have been really, really good. Yeah, I know. Looking at the stat line for for Leighton, seven tackles, a, a sack and a half, two forced fumbles, and that's and I didn't know he was the defensive lineman. Those stats from a defensive lineman usually they're kind of all right. You take this guy and let the linebackers clean up. That's a pretty impressive stat line for a defensive lineman. Yeah, Leighton. Um, He's got a nice combination of – he's not what we would call, like, overly – like, I think he's about 190, maybe 185. Very, very strong kid, very explosive kid. Gets off the ball really well. Um, every now and again we'll have him shoot a gap, but I think at some point in that game he, him and uh, Boo discussed and Leighton felt like he was going to 
have some success bull rushing, and he uh, he did a great job. Like there was one play in the second quarter where he literally grabbed the ball from the quarterback as he was coming out from under center <laughs> and, and caused a fumble. Now we didn't get it, but it's those kinds of things. Right. You know, you get those teams behind the chains, and it, it it's a good situation for your defense. Yeah, definitely disruptive. That's that's the whole key. Yes. Uh, this week, uh, what, what else did you see? What else did you see you liked out of Friday night before we move on? I, you know, like I said, I, I'm very happy with the way the offensive line performed. I, I thought they did a great job creating some running lanes for Drake and PD and Tyler Condre and E. Um, Stark County was big up front. Um, they, uh, we didn't know how they were going to play us just because when you get film, obviously – it's based off the previous week's opponent, and sometimes, like Ridgewood was more of a double wing, wing T kind of team. We are more of a spread team, so you don't know how they're going to adjust. So there's a little bit of a filling out process. Um, early on, Stark widened their outside linebackers, and they were playing with a four, kind of a four-deep shell. So we knew we had to be able to run the ball, and I thought our line did a good job on their defensive line, who I would say averaged about 260, um, created some running lanes for Drake. I mean, we had, I think, about 275 yards rushing as a team. So I would say they did a really good job. Uh, gotten off to great starts. And I know uh, from from a coaching standpoint, you really like to see that kind of that killer instinct. Seems like the Tornadoes had that killer instinct, at least here early on. Yeah, you know, um, because if you look at the Rova game, it's 12 nothing and a half. Um, and then the second half we came on and uh, came out and executed really well in the second half. I think it was – 22 to three at halftime here and we were kicking off and uh we we discussed how important that first drive was and on the kickoff perry servin who's one of our gunners down the field causes a fumble and uh two plays later we we complete a touchdown pass to stoney and and then we get a stop we get another touchdown and, and for all intents and purposes the game's essentially over um i mean obviously there's still time left but when you're up 36 to three, you feel pretty comfortable right. where you're at. Right. What's going on in that halftime locker room then? Well, we're we're just <laughs> discussing, um, you know, how important that drive is to keep your intensity up. And we've talked a lot about this year about there's no guarantees. Unfortunately, I mean, it sounds kind yeah, of terrible. True. Never Very really true. talk about that with the kids, but we don't know what's going to happen. So we talk about no guarantees and taking advantage of every opportunity you get to come out here and play with your your brothers, your best friends, because unfortunately the last three years have kind of been, school years I should say, have been a little bit of a roller coaster for these kids. And so without knowing what's going to really happen, uh, we, we want to just take advantage of every opportunity we get to come out and play this game. Yeah, I, and there's no better example than to, I'm sure there's some friends on the t- ball club with some, some Knoxville Blue Bullet players. I mean, I'm, the, the example's just down the road. Well, it, it's it's unfortunately everywhere right now. Sure. You know, I mean, you can you can look, and with social media and stuff like that, these kids are much more friendly than back in the day, just because you didn't have those avenues to, you know, to talk with everybody. So yeah, there. I mean, there's friends, and we uh, we spend a lot of time, obviously, doing seven on seven with Knoxville. So these kids are familiar with one another, and it, it's it, you just never know what's going to happen from week to week, and. Unfortunately, year to year right now. This week, you got Ridgewood. 
lost to Robo Williamsville 34 to 22 last week. The, the Spartans are 0 2. Had a really, really solid ball club in the spring, actually, the last couple of years, and, and graduated a, a ton out of the last couple of classes. So they're kind of off to a rough start. What do you know about the Spartans? You know, uh, they, they've changed their offense a little bit. They're, they're more of a wing tee offense this year. They look like they have some really good athletes. Um, they have had some turnover issues thus far as far as fumbling the ball. Um, we're hoping we can take advantage of that. Um, but like I said, they, they look like they're a long athletic ball club that has some speed. Um, running, running, like I said, some wing tee stuff. So we're going to have to be able to hold up up front on the defensive line, continue to cause some havoc there. Uh, get them behind the chains, put them in situations where they, they're they kind of having to throw the ball, and we know they have to throw the ball, let our pass rush get after them. And then offensively, obviously, it's going to be a little bit of a filling out process again. We're going to have to kind of guess what they're going to do because the first two teams they've played have been more of an under center, you know, wing tee, and uh, Rova runs a little bit more wishbone. Now they did run a little bit of triple option, I'd call it, out of deuce backfield. Um, so we're just going to have to see how they defend us and, and make the adjustments accordingly. Uh, but we're going to continue to do what we do. We talked about that last week. We're going to take shots. Uh, we're going to get everybody involved. Uh, I think that's our strength, to try to get as many people involved as possible. And uh, I, I think it helps keep us fresh. But we also like our group of athletes. If our line plays like they did last Friday, hopefully it will open up the running game again, which will open some up up the play action pass for us i know you're absolutely totally focused on the spartans this week but then you got a pretty good run of ball games after that pretty good pretty good competition coming up yeah um you know we are worried about ridgewood because like uh-huh. we've discussed it, it's week three that's our opponent week three uh but there's going to be some big games coming up with Marco coming down animal weathersfield i know knoxville's later in the so the most important thing for us is find a way to get to 3-0, and uh, keep pace with some of the other teams in the conference, uh, and, and then worry about week four, week four, and week five, week five. Um, just unfortunately, you can't look that far ahead at any point anymore. Yeah, especially uh, in the LTC, not that the Prairie Land was any easier, but especially the LTC. No, because Ridgewood's had success. They're a good ball club. Uh, their coach does a great job. They have some athletes, so if you go in and take them for granted, at the end of the night you'll be 2-1, and one. and uh, we don't want that, so we're going to be solely focused on Ridgewood, and then we'll worry about week four on Sunday or Saturday night when we get the film, and, and we'll start w- worrying about them then. All right, Coach. So our focus is on Ridgewood this week. All right, we'll break that down next uh, Tuesday morning. Good luck, my man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me again. You bet. That's having the Navy on Tornado Football Head Coach Rick Quinn on our Monmouth McDonald's Coach's Corner. Up next is Inside Agriculture, brought to you by Tompkins State Bank, community-minded and customer-focused, with locations in Avon, Abingdon, Knoxville, and Galesburg, member FDIC.